Welcome to the So You Want to Talk About Leadership podcast, where we redefine leadership. Leadership isn't just what you do. It's who you are, how you make people feel, and how you show up in the world. Stay tuned for a different perspective on leadership to learn, grow, and expand as a person and leader. If you're not afraid to lead by example or live in excellence, this show is for you. If this is not you, come on back when you're ready. We'd be glad to have you. Now, here's your host, the serial leader himself, Tony Miller Jr. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another episode of So You Want to Talk About Leadership, where I'm your host, Tony Miller Jr. So my good friend, Jeremiah Gaines, who was on a few weeks ago, he recommended the Social Proof Podcast with David Sands. And so I started listening to his podcast a few months ago. And in one of his episodes, he made the statement that you're not a leader until you create one. And so that statement really struck me and it made me think about my own leadership journey and if I ever created any leaders. But I do just want to add a little caveat to his statement, as it pertains to me at least. I do think that leaders can be created. But the examples that I'm going to share today, and honestly with many other people, I believe that leadership is already in them and they're just looking for an opportunity to be a leader and really learn how to be a leader. And so really the purpose of this episode is to highlight three people and how they became leaders. And and I guess I'll be showing you my receipts on how, according to David Shands, I created leaders. But really, I think all I did was just catapult them and put them in positions to where they could just really do what it is that they do. And so the first person I want to talk about today is my good friend from college, Ben Moody. And so Ben, he started out as one of my residents. I was a resident assistant in college. And for those of you that don't know what a resident assistant or RA is in college, they're the students that live in the building. They're the students that help other students when there's issues. They do rounds. If there's issues with the room, they put the work orders in and they make sure that students are taken care of. And they really are there to help them, guide them throughout the building and make sure that everything is going okay. And so I was a year ahead of Ben and Ben was a resident of mine. And somehow Ben and I started talking because he was a, he was a resident of mine. So I had to make sure I knew the residents on my floor. And honestly, I saw something in Ben and just the way he carried himself, the way he spoke, the way he interacted with people. And I was drawn to Ben. And so we had conversation after conversation. And I, at the time, I probably wasn't thinking that I was a leader or trying to be that guy as a leader, but there was something different about Ben. And so as I got to know Ben a little bit better and he participated and got to know more and more people and was really trying to get more involved on campus. And so I was very involved on campus. I was a student leader and I was an SGA. I was obviously an RA and Ben and I was having a conversation and it came and it came up that he wanted to be an RA. And so I was like, okay, great. And so we talked about some things that he could do to help himself become an RA, some different things as it pertains to interviews and how to prepare and how he could do this and how he could do that. And we just continued to get closer. And 
And next thing you know, that time came, he applied to BNRA, and Ben became an RA. And Ben was a great RA. But the funny thing is, the year that Ben became an RA, Ben was my roommate. So my resident had then become a fellow colleague or, or RA, and he was actually a roommate of mine. And so moving forward, I was continuing to, to I guess, climb the leadership ladder in college, and Ben was right there. And so I was in SGA. And so I talked to Ben about joining SGA and the SGA cycle came, came around in elections and you look up, Ben is elected to be a part of the SGA. And so as you can imagine, Ben and I are having conversations, we're talking, we're walking through different things. And then my senior year, I can't run again as the SGA president and because Ben and I were good friends and I knew him very well and I knew what he stood for, Ben and I talked about him running. He shared interest and he said, hey, can you share with me some of the things you went through, some of the experiences that you've had? What do I need to do? And we had those conversations and Ben ran for SGA president and he was SGA president. And I'll be honest with you, he was a great SGA president and I was proud because as I went off to grad school, I could look back and say, hey, Ben was a friend of mine. And I know when he entered as a first year student in college, we became friends and I, and I saw him grow on his leadership journey. I was able to contribute to his leadership journey as he became an RA, as he became an SJ senator, as he became the SJ president. And so I felt like Ben's success was some of my success, even though Ben really did everything. All I did was just help Ben. I answered questions and I made sure that Ben knew where he could go and what he needed to do to accomplish what it is that he wanted to accomplish. And so I don't believe I created a leader in Ben, but I do believe that I helped him when he reached out for help and, and I took a, an interest in him and it helped him get to where he got to. And so I guess... David Shands would say, hey, that's a leader that I created. The second person I want to talk about is Leah McQueen. And so I was actually a few years older than Leah McQueen. And, and Leah actually caught the campus's eyes because she was very talented in flag football. She was very quick. She was fast. And she was really the best flag football player in the women's league. And so... Because I was a little older and on a flag football team and she saw that I was a leader on campus, she started to communicate with me and I learned something. I learned she was very ambitious and she wanted to do a lot of great things. And so kind of like with me and Ben, we started talking. I started asking what she wanted to do. How did she see herself as far as from a legacy standpoint at our, at our college? And as she talked, I helped her along the way. I tried to connect her with different people. But she also was doing her own thing. She was, she was a member of, of a sorority. She was in leadership positions there. And as you can imagine, through conversations, she joined SGA. So before I graduated, if I recall correctly, she was a member and just a senator on SGA. And so as you can imagine, her and Ben were connected because they both were SGA senators. Ben and I were connected because he was my resident, he was my roommate, and then he was also a fellow senator when I was the SJ president. And I then learned from Leah that she also wanted to be 
the SGA president one day. And so as you can imagine, just like with Ben, I talked to her about different things, answered questions that she had and tried to really prepare her for that journey and really let her know, like, here's some of the ups and downs that you can look forward to or be prepared to navigate as the SJ president. Now, the catch with Leah was, and I don't even know if I knew this at the time, but it wasn't until I had I was in my second year of grad school and Ben had graduated and then Leah was actually elected SGA president. And so at that moment, I'm super excited because my two, I guess some may say they were my mentees, they had become back-to-back SGA presidents. But the catch with Leah was she was actually the first black woman SGA president in school history. So that is a big deal. And so again, I was proud and it's nothing, and I don't think it's anything that I did with Ben or Leah, but just being there to help them along the way, I felt like, again, their success was my success and I was able to applaud them and praise them along the way. And if they needed anything, if they needed any help, be able to do that. And so again, looking back on that or that statement that David Shands made about you're not a leader until you create one, I'm like, well, hey, I've been creating leaders since, since I was in college and I didn't even know it. And then the last example I want to share is, is Chris Doyle. I mean, he's one of my closest friends. He's like a little brother to me. And he really took the college campus by storm as well. And so he was in the same student organization that I was in, the Student African-American Brotherhood. And I just, I believe in developing people. I believed in leadership legacy because I was reading all the John Maxwell books and I wanted to make sure that my leadership legacy was secure and it was cemented. So he, along with a lot of other guys, I created leadership development days and programs to prepare them for when I was gone and the other older members were gone. And Chris was always there. He always asked questions. He always had something to say to try to improve this or to make this better. And I really appreciate it. I could tell that Chris was hungry. He was really, really hungry. And as Chris kind of, I really say, held me accountable by always, by me knowing he was always watching and seeing what I was doing, it helped me become a better leader, him along with others. But when his time came, he was prepared because when I graduated, there was another guy who was my another little brother of mine, Gary Rounceville, who became the SAW president. I was there, but I wasn't the president. I just helped around the organization. And so after I went on to grad school, it was Chris's opportunity. But Chris didn't just become the SAW president. He became the SAW president, but he was doing a lot of big things on campus. And so while I was long gone, I learned that Chris was on a first-name basis with the president. He was doing this. He was helping out with admissions. Chris really was the go-to guy on campus. And, of course, again, I'm really excited to hear that because Chris is like a little brother to me. I know all the time, all the nights we stayed up, you know, laughing, joking, or even the leadership development trainings and programs and just conversations and road trips that we had, it meant a lot because I got to see him thrive. And I felt like there I had a piece of his success 
even though he did it. It's just the thing was with with Ben, Leah and Chris and even Gary, even though I didn't tell you Gary's story, they all wanted that. They, they understood. They saw it and they wanted to make an impact. They wanted to be leaders and they were and they did. And really, my role was simply to see that and offer to help them navigate that path. So when the opportunity came, they could capitalize on it. And so as a leader, it's very important that we try to find other people to be leaders. I've talked about the importance of developing leaders and not being insecure and seeing others as threats because they're very charismatic or people gravitate to them naturally, but really seeking those people out to really strengthen your leadership legacy. Because now what I'm doing, because I can look back on those three to four examples in college to where I'm like, oh man, like I really impacted or I made a difference and helped them become leaders. And, you know, they're great professionals today. But I started thinking recently, like as a professional, who have I helped become leaders? What have I done to make an impact Am I still a leader because am I still creating leaders now on the professional level, not just from the student level? And when I think back, it looks different as a professional, but I can still say, you know what? I do have some receipts to show to say that I've helped people become better leaders and I've helped people become leaders and see the leader inside of them when they didn't see it in themselves, whether it's a leadership position or even if there is a leadership moment. And so What I want you to do, your homework this week is to think about those people that you've helped along the way as they have become successful. Think about how you contributed to their success. Think about how you contributed to helping them navigate their leadership journey and understand that you are a leader because you created one. Now, I don't want to subscribe fully to David Shen's theory that if yeah, that you're not a leader, if you don't create one, because there's a lot of different ways to lead. There's a lot of different ways to be a leader. But I really like the idea of what he was saying. And I understand the context of it towards, hey, it's not just about you. It's about helping other people get to where they want to get to. And so that's why I'm happy to think back and share the stories of Ben and Leah and Chris and even Gary because I know that they became successful. I know that they became leaders in their own right. And I just was there to help just a little bit, to provide an opportunity, to to connect them with this person, to connect them with that person, to answer this question so they could do a great job and be prepared to do what they do and do it in their own way. So that's the homework for the week. I hope you enjoy learning about Ben, Leah, and Chris, and a little bit about Gary. But I just want you to know there is somebody out there that you've probably helped along this way. There's a leader out there that you probably created and they are your receipt. So think about that. Shoot them a text, give them a phone call and just say, hey, just checking in, just wanted to see how you were doing and just thank them for even thinking enough of you to ask you for help, to ask your opinion, to see what you may think about this decision or that decision and just see how that makes you feel. Just see. And just take in really what they have to say to you now. And if there's somebody that's helped you along the way, give them a call. Shoot them a text or an email just to say thank you for everything that they've done. Well, that's all that I have for you this week. Make sure you get out there and start showing those receipts. 
And as always, be the leader that your peers need to see. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you received education, engagement, or empowerment. If you did, please leave a rating, like the episode, share the episode, reach out to Tony, or all of the above. Don't forget to check out our Patreon page in the show notes to get extras as a patron of the show. So until next time, be the leader your peers need to see. Thank you.